Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for listening to Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up this morning and giving me the activities of my limbs. And I also want to thank my loyal listeners for listening in as we come up with these topics here at Precious Predicament. Now, I'm still trying to get a, adjusted. I got my Facebook Live on, and I'm trying to adjust my camera, but it's not doing well, but it's going to do what it's going to do. So, again, I want to thank you. Now, today's topic, again, I always say that they're interesting topics. But one of my, I want to say, individuals that I know kind of brought this up in a conversation. And as we was having a conversation, and many of you know that I am a licensed American family therapist, so I do therapy on a day-to-day basis, as well as a combination of other groups. So I work with individuals that have a lot of different things going on in their life. And sometimes the things that's going on in their life have to do with relationships. And relationships is one of those things that can be hit or miss, it can be real interesting, and yet sometimes very personal. Now, in my conversation, the individual was, I got walls. And when they got walls, I didn't know if it was to be considered as an excuse or an explanation. But I can relate to it because no matter whether you are a male or a female, many of us portray certain walls. And like I said, I've been accused of it even myself where individuals have said, you know what, Jeanette, you can take some of them breakdowns. You know, just just peek a little bit. So today I want to talk about that because being in a relationship with another can produce a variety of challenges. Individuals may demonstrate inappropriate behaviors consciously or Unconsciously. And when one sabotages the relationship, it could cause the other partner to question themselves as, what did I do? I'm not good enough. Did I do anything wrong? Did I offend them? Did I run them off? So they come up with all of these different scenarios of perhaps why the relationship isn't working, where the relationship probably shouldn't have started from the beginning. Now, one might say, why would one destroy or deliberately damage a relationship or even a friendship? And some used to say it was baggage. When I was talking to the person I was supposed to call in, which you better call in or wait on them, we used to say, well, that person thought they was all bad or whatever the case may be, or they sedity or they stuck up, or you said people was conceited. So we had a lot of different words to describe this type of behavior when we were younger, but now many of us are 40s, 50s, 60s, and saying, I have walls. And like I said, both males and females are capable of engaging in such behavior. So what is a person to do? Now, today's show, we're going to address what it means to have walls within a relationship. I will provide information as to how the walls may have developed, as well as 
many individuals might have heard that of the term or the saying hurt people hurt people and that is so true because how can one engage in a healthy relationship if they are unhealthy now before the show i was trying to eat my bacon and waffles and my my um, omelet with my avocados and spinach so hope i got no spinach in my teeth you know because i'm not always unhealthy <laughs> Shall I say I don't always eat healthy? So we talk about hurt people hurting other people. However, how do you know if your walls are up? Or what do you do if you truly want to be in a relationship with someone, but yet you notice that they got some baggage or they're kind of defensive about some things or They've had some traumatic things happen to them in their childhood or in their past relationships. Do you just leave them alone or do you try to work with them? And what will work? That's interesting because a lot of times the other person may not know what to do and the person that is exhibiting those behaviors might even be aware of it. Because I didn't have my come to Jesus moment until I got older, when I was younger, I didn't know what it was about. And um, it's interesting because just yesterday, I received a phone call from a, a gentleman that I've known for over, really, 32 years. So that speaks a lot in regard to my character, my personality. And this particular gentleman, we never really had a dating relationship. We didn't have a dating relationship because I was just getting out of a marriage he was just recently got married, and it was funny because we met because I was selling a car that I was trying to get rid of, and he was interested in buying a car, which is how we met. So now here it is, 32 years later, he calls me and says, you know, because he'll take in every now and then from time to time because we developed a friendship years ago, and he was like, um, Jeanette, I'm about to be divorced. And I, I was like, okay. So he was like, are you dating anyone? And I was like, no. He was like, why? And he knew that I was divorced, but he couldn't understand, knowing the type of person I was, why I wasn't in a relationship. And the only thing I could say, well, not the only thing, but my response to him was, it's other people's perception of me. And when I said that, it made sense because is their perception. Now, I've done my work, so I already knew that a lot of my stuff came from stuff my mama said, stuff I saw my grandmama do. You know, my brothers didn't help at all because they kept telling me, don't do this, don't do that. I was a don't do female, can't do nothing. But then when I got older, I still don't do. So it was one of those things to where I was so not wanting to do things to where People thought it was walls. They were like, well, Jeanette, were you ever molested? No, I wasn't molested. Well, Jeanette, have you ever? No, that didn't happen to me. It was just I had so many individuals in my head, written space for free. I did not know who I was or did not realize the characteristics that I possessed even as a young woman, but I knew it was certain things Jeanette just wasn't going to do. And if Jeanette wasn't going to do it, Jeanette ain't going to do it. And it harmed a lot of my relationships back in my teens and 20s. And I was just talking to a friend of mine, and I was telling him that even though when I was a teenager and I've done things, and I've made my amends, I've apologized to people, I've, 
you know, if you knew me back when I was a teenager, hell, I didn't even know what I looked like back then. I was watching a show yesterday where these individuals were getting these extreme uh, makeovers, and even though they were getting their hair done and, you know, and afterwards they would come out, they didn't even know what they looked like. And that's how I was growing up. I did not know what I looked like. So with that being said, a lot of things that perceptions that people had of me just wasn't, it wasn't true, wasn't accurate. Now, but I'm not going to say I didn't sabotage a lot of relationships because I did. But then I had to come to realize some relationships I had no business engaging in in the first place because we weren't equally yoked or we shouldn't have been doing them things. But by that same token, I was the type of person that if I'm your friend, I'm your friend. And when I would tell people that I made a better friend than a lover or a wife, they didn't believe me. Now, relationship sabotage and having walled up means letting your partner or not letting your partner or your better half in. It's like you got this, this, this blockage, this no matter what, they just cannot connect. You know, I've been accused of having emotional detachment, uh, an emotional detachment disorder. There's not even a disorder. So when we talk about not letting people in, it becomes difficult to involve your partner in your decisions, even in the most minimal. It can be something simple. And part of that is trust. It's hard to trust. And the reason could be a combination of things. The reason could be due to past hurt or experiences. And mine wasn't because of past hurt and experiences. Like I said, it was because of the things that my mother would say or my godbrothers would say, you know, Mr. Delano and Melvin Capers and listening around coffee and all of them telling me what not to do. That was the issue. So go back and get them because they did that to me. So talking about these things, a lot of people thought it was my son's father. It really wasn't. And, and I had to say, I mean, rest in peace. For a long time, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? But I knew I was rebelling. But I also got to say, even though I had no business doing it and I was rebelling, I can say that he loved deep and he was trying to protect me because he wouldn't let me do a whole lot of stuff, too. When I would hear that people would ditch at his house and go to he ain't never let me ditch at his house. He ain't never introduced me to drugs or alcohol. He didn't do any of those things. So I commend him for that. And then there were people that would come visit me. I heard he would pull guns on them and beat them up and tell them don't ever come back over my house again. So I learned about that later on. So I apologize for his behavior. Now, when we talk about the experiences being due to past hurt, and like I said, it usually includes being unable to trust or perhaps being betrayed or disappointed. Now, the betrayal or the disappointment can also come from your parents. And individuals don't even realize that when we talk about being betrayed or disappointed by another, like I said, including parents. And not only that, the emotional wall. Sometimes individuals got these emotional walls that could be very toxic when you're trying to be in a healthy relationship, and they become emotionally distant or detached. Now, how do you love a person behind the wall? 
Because like I said, people are not bad people all the time. Sometimes they just have bad behaviors and bad habits. And not only how do you love the person behind the wall, how do you get past those walls if you're interested? And if you know you're the one doing it, how do you let the walls down? You know, how do you, like I said, I had employees telling me, can you, can you like move a brick every now and then? Can you, can you just peek outside and see what's on the other side of the wall? So I guess I was so transparent. A lot of people saw things that I didn't even see. Now, and so these were some of the information that I found. Because when we're talking about that, when some individuals, when they have these walls up, they become emotionally unavailable. And like I said, why would one have walls if they didn't want them? And a lot of times they don't want to get hurt. They don't have to make commitments. They don't have to have expectations. They don't want to be, they, they won't be disappointed. If you don't have no expectations, you can't be disappointed. And it made me wonder, is that why some individuals engage in open relationships? Because that way they feel that they're protecting their heart, they're guarding their feelings. But the problem with that is that can be very dangerous. It, it can also lead to a one-sided relationship. And sometimes individuals get caught up in relationships with individuals that are narcissistic or they are selfish or have these entitlement issues. Now, when you love someone and you want to tear down the walls, you got to remember, you can be playing with fire. And if you play with fire, you can't get burned. Because the walls can harm you as well as others. Now, I was going through some information, and I found a whole lot of stuff that I wanted to share with you guys. Now, if you want to call in and join me on this topic, give me a call, 516-387-1914, because I do want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I'm getting phone calls, but it ain't got nothing to do with the show has got more to do with somebody probably trying to make a therapy appointment. So I'm going to have to call them back. So let me go to when I was looking up this information, and it indicated a whole lot of different things that I was finding. Now, I want to not only talk about just the emotional attachment, but I want to give some information in regards to how do you know, let's start with if you're the one with the walls that are up too high. How do you know the critical signs? Now, what I will say, and I always talk to my grandson, showing his caring, but how do you share your heart? How do you share your feelings? How do you communicate with another person? And I always, always say we got like the three C's. Communicate, compassion, compromise. Now, I can have compassion with someone that I know that got walls up because I can pick up on their defense mechanism. And I guess it's because of me being a therapist. I, I know the signs when I see them. But it's not that I'm always psychoanalyzing someone because I ain't got time for that. Now, when we start talking about sharing is caring, sometimes after a heartbreak, it could be very natural to want to protect yourself or take this protective stand. And some individuals build this emotional wall. But how long do you keep that wall up? You don't want to jump into a rebound relationship with another person until you are healed. But you want to make sure that you kind of 
get rid of some of the barricades and the hurdles and don't make sure people don't trip on your landmines and, and all that stuff. Because sometimes if you leave the walls up too long, are they up too high? It can become an issue. Hey, Jackie, you know you can call in, so I won't be talking to myself. It can also be difficult for individuals to accept that you have put some walls up or wondering, well, what's going on? Now, I got this information, and it talks about um, basically the article is coming from letters from the end of America, how to thrive, and how to basically get through some things. But they talk about some critical signs that your emotional walls are too high. And this is what they say. You panic when you become vulnerable. Some individuals see being vulnerable as a sign of being weak, and it's not. You want to be able to be open. You want to be able to be transparent. You want to be able to trust yourself as well as, because if you can trust yourself, then you will believe that you can trust the person that you have decided to engage in a relationship with or try to get to know a person, because a lot of times we don't give people Time. We don't even give ourselves time. Now, when you panic, when you become vulnerable, it often refers to flooding that physical sense of overwhelming emotion. You know, your stomach starts churning, your blood starts rushing, you notice you start getting angry. So that's one way of knowing that you basically um, is one of the things that your guards are up too high, your walls. So somebody in the call in, let me see if this is Good afternoon. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. How are you doing? Number and Okay. How about you? I am well. Do you have any questions as it relates to this topic? Um, good. I can't hear you. Well, I just got here. All okay. Right. Can you hear me now? I can hear can you. you hear me? Welcome. I can hear you. Welcome. Oh, Thank you for joining good. me. I appreciate it. You know, and I'm glad you called in. Sure. Because we started talking about um, I have walls. This is not just a female thing. A lot of times, and I was telling one of my friends, you know how you go to a club and you'll see a woman standing up against the wall and you'll ask her to dance and she'll turn you down. And you're like, well, who do you think you are? You just stuck up. Or you just, you know, and a lot of times we don't know what a person is going through or where they're at. And I always know just feed me. But now we also know that it also occurs in men too. Because now some men have to do some things and they build walls or they escape. Because I was sharing earlier about a conversation that I had with a friend of mine. And one of the things I've never really said. You're breaking. I'm going to do, I'm going to call back in less than a minute to see if that's back. Okay. Be right back. All right. No problem. Thank you. Okay, I'm hoping that my sound is not cutting in and out because, okay, let me add another caller on. Hi, I'm this muted. is now Yes, this is Michael, this is Michael Jackson, and I got a bunch of walls. <laughs> okay, build it off the wall. Okay, hold on, let me log on the other caller. I don't know, Tony, were you listening to the show before you called in? Because I don't know if this mic is working right or not. So let me log the other person back on because there's another gentleman that called in. Hi, sir. This is Jeanette again. Number ending in two five. Is it better? Okay. 
Way busy. He ain't got nothing no. busy to do. Uh, you know what? Knock it off. <laughs> I don't know. It don't, it don't, it don't sound like way busy. Okay. All right. So they, that, they, they never do at first. Oh, you know what? They hung up. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I told you that's who it was. (laughs) Okay. You know, ran the caller off. Shame on you. You know what? Okay. The person will hung up. Okay, because I didn't even know who it was. So you changed their voice, and that's who it was. Okay. So the next thing I'm talking about when a person builds their walls up too high, these are some signs that your emotional walls may be too high. Because like I said, it could be with a male, it could be with a female. When we start talking about a relationship, people panic when they become vulnerable, they get scared. They think a person has gotten too close to them or they're not ready. Another one, this was the one I like, Tony. It says you cut people out as soon as they get too close. Now, I've been accused of that because my daughter used to say I get bored easily. And then once I got bored, I lose interest and I, my, my attitude changed. Now, I didn't notice that, but what about if a person, if you get close to a person and then all of a sudden they just ghost you or they cut you out of their life or they don't even want to be around you anymore? Did you notice that could be a sign that they may have walls up? And it's not you, it could be just them? Wow. Sometimes, you know, after saying that, we don't even know when we got a wall up. It could be actually automatic and just don't even know it. There's certain things like we were talking about earlier that we go through in life. And uh, we just put this thing up and we making sure that nobody, it's automatic. It's been ingrained because something that we've gone through and we said, no, I'm not going to go through that anymore. And we got this wall up to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to what you're saying about your daughter, I mean, you pointed out some stuff to me. I'm up here saying they ain't got no walls, but actually everyone do have some kind of wall somewhere. They, they, they just wow. have to think about it. They really have to think about it and say, you know, wait a minute, I do got a wall up. I'm, 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 I'm trying to prevent this from happening, and I don't want this to happen. But then again, if somebody really needs me, and I didn't put that wall up. How am I going to help somebody because I made a judgment on something else? Mm-hmm. And so you know what? It, it, that happens. That and you know what, Tony? Thank you. I appreciate you. That's why. That's why you know. From the day I met you at my book signing, you ain't been able to get away. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I know. I know. You wish you would have never showed up at the Crenshaw Mall that day. <laughs> Everybody was like, that was the biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> she makes me think about things. <laughs> but, you know, but uh, like I said, Tony, Tisha brought a lot of things to my attention that I wasn't even aware of because she was watching me. And when people would get too close, I would kind of uh, back up. or my, She said my attitude would change or I didn't make myself as available as I used to. And I never really knew why I was doing that. And, you know, someone thought that I got bored, but then they would think it was something that they've done, and it wasn't. It was all me. It was was all me. 
But then when I would connect with individuals that I knew that was a runner or that I knew was the same way, oh, I felt like I was at home. We good now because we can't run from each other. Hey, you play hide go seek and you both hiding in the same place. (laughs) 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 Y'all both, wait a minute, both of y'all running from each other. (laughs) So, yeah, that's one of the things. Like I said, you cut people off as soon as they get too close. Another one is you continually choose unavailable partners. That one is deep because you wind up with the same person you were trying to avoid. And when you start seeing the red flag, you be like, uh-oh, here we go again. Or I'm not going to let this happen to me again. And But you choose the same type of people. Now, it indicates, do you know that the best part about choosing unavailable partners is that you always have already a reason for the relationship not working out. You know, you was, we were talking or um, something came up earlier. We're talking about people that drink. I would date men that, don't, that drink when I know I don't drink. And I know drinking and smoking gets on my nerves. If I know I don't like drinking and smoking, why the hell am I going to date somebody that I know drink and smoke? But then that would be my exit. So, or, you know, sometimes individuals will will date individuals that they know is not going to get caught up with them. And I don't know if that's just an attraction, just to see if you can get that person to change their mind. But what happens is when you're staying in your comfort zone behind too emotional or the, high, the walls are too high and an unavailable partner are attractive because they don't get too close and they won't challenge you. What is your thoughts on that, Tony, about dating or not only dating, you choose unavailable partners. Because you may not date them, but you just connect with unavailable people. Right. It's it's really funny how that even works out. It's kind of like you uh, you uh, trying to avoid a pothole, but you dug one in front of you. And uh, really, and you just uh, saying you want to avoid it, but then your mind goes and says, you know what, I can work with that. And you know you really can't. You really just can't. <laughs> no, you really just can't work with it. But what's available because you want to be with someone, you go ahead and fall in the whole pothole that you put right in front of yourself. Oh, so my God. Yeah. It's a natural <laughs> habit for some. It's a natural habit for some folks because some people are desperate. Some people can't handle loneliness well. They walk out of a relationship and they thought they were going to be all right, and some people can't mm-hmm. handle loneliness. Correct. Loneliness is a deep place. And so then they go and say, well, yeah, okay, I, I, maybe it was just him, and then you go and accept some of the same things you were getting away from, and then you find out you just didn't put yourself in the same pothole. You just mm-hmm. moved the pothole from, from in front of you, and you put another one right in front of you. And uh, folks will have to learn from that things. And I, I remember this one time this lady was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to help nobody no more. They need to get on up and just do, you know, I, I'm tired of helping people because every time I help somebody, they stab me in the back. Now, mm-hmm. she threw the wall up on helping people. But let's be mm-hmm. honest, it's a natural thing inside of us to help people. And it uh, uh, doesn't some along somebody will come along and they really need some help and we know better from the experience yep. 
And then all of a sudden that person ended up doing us the same way the previous one doing, and we just keep repeating the same project because we are loving, we're kind, we're forgiving people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's what tears down our own wall. Yeah. And we put it up from a previous incident, we put it up, and then we tear it back down ourselves <laughs> because we are a caring person. You said we put it up and tear it down and tear it down ourselves, right? I keep playing with this uh, iPad, Tony, because I've noticed that he keeps showing his refrigerator in my living room that I need to get rid of. <laughs> I'm trying not to show that I got this refrigerator in the living room, so I keep trying to turn iPad around like, ooh, they could be like, why she got a refrigerator in her living room? Because I'm still getting my house remodeled, you know, and I got, like, refrigerators all over the place. So... When we start talking about these these walls and being emotionally unavailable and dating unavailable people, I remember telling a guy one time, I don't know if I'm supposed to be dating you or if you if I'm just supposed to be a blessing to you, or if you know because sometimes we do we want to fix situations or we trying to make people's situation come and then it 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 messes us up or the other person up. Because you knew better, you knew when you were going into this, this was not gonna work. But now you're caught up. Another thing when your walls are too high is you become defensive when someone questions your emotional walls. Now, there's a difference in constructive criticism versus someone saying, well, you know, or trying to pick at you. You know, I've learned to say now, who hurt you? And allow that person to share. Get to know the person and then decide whether you can entertain whatever they got going on, because people go come with baggage. People have a past. But how are you, is this, am I going to be punished for what somebody else did? Or am I going to punish somebody else with what someone else has done? See, that's when it becomes, when it's not fair. Now, you can engage in an adult conversation and talk about things and not take things personal, but when individuals become closed off and sis that, you know, blaming, pointing the finger, or you tell somebody something and they throw it back up in your face, that's not cool. That's that's really not a way of getting a healthy response back or engaging in an adult conversation. So how would, let's say, Tony, a man trying to talk to a female. They say females talk a lot, but we, we don't tell everything. We, I want, I want you to, we don't tell everything. So You don't. You don't no, tell don't. everything, really. We don't. <laughs> yeah, who, who do? Who who really do, actually? Who really do, actually? Uh, we kind of have a tendency to hold back certain things that we know that may our partner may not like, so we may hold those things back. Uh, mm-hmm. Initially, when we start off, uh, everyone got something that they don't put up front. Mm-hmm. So it's just the strangest thing about when you start off and meeting somebody, basically two people who want to meet each other has their walls up anyway. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how and when should they let them down over a period of time. Either way it goes, the wall, the longer you stay with somebody, the wall going to come down. So mm-hmm. you can't hide too much as long as you stay with somebody. But initially there are these walls we know that I'm not going to let this person get this close. I'm not going to let this person get here. It's kind of like that song, what's her name song, What Are You Doing Here? No One's Supposed to Be Here. Yeah, how did you get here? 
she basically said, I had this wall up, but how uh-huh. did you end up getting here? Well, he basically he got there because you let the wall down because you give, you decided the guy so good looking or whatever he got going on, you decided to bring that wall down a little bit so he can jump over it and get in there. But uh, she keeps going through that thing with that wall going up, and then eventually she keeps finding the same people that make her put the wall back up. I think mm-hmm. what a person has to do is, examine themselves and wonder why I got this wall going up and going up and down. Do I have a problem? And that's why I, I say to people in marriages, even like my own, I say to myself, you know, you know, one wife would say this. I said, well, maybe I am the cause of that. Maybe she is right. You know, uh, let me examine myself. You do have to examine yourself. I mean, the thing is, we talk about constructive criticism. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and realize what role you are playing. See, I didn't want to accept responsibility for my role. And I didn't realize that as I older, I may have hurt a lot of people not knowing that I, I didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't like I was just go. I'm just going to purposely hurt your feelings or whatever the case may be. I just didn't let people get close to me. And so what happened, it turned into more long-term friendships. And that's why people would call me back 20 years later, 30 years later. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> because they, I, the door just never closed. Or they never, they thought that maybe, maybe one of these days or maybe, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. Another thing is, um, with these walls being up too high, as you strive to keep areas of your life completely separated. Now, that don't always work because people pay attention if they're into you. They do pay attention. They do listen. And so a lot of times people talk around. I, I was notorious, Tony. I was talking circles. Because you said earlier today, I'm good with words. I've always been good with words. <laughs> I'm always trying to. I'm always trying to get myself out of trouble. So I've learned to to, to listen and, and try to throw this in and throw that in and all of that other stuff. But like I said, some people pay attention and they watch it. Another thing is, and this one is really good. You use projection to assume what others are feeling. When people or an individual is hurting and they're dealing with something or whether it's relational, they will project it onto someone else. Projection, defense mechanism. But if people don't understand defense mechanism, they will think it's them. You know, you got regression, suppression, sublimination. There are so many different defense mechanisms. Mine is also humor. I laugh, and some people think you're laughing at them and that you're not. But that used to be my defense deal here sometimes, my defense mechanism. But what about a projection to assume what other people are feeling? My goodness, my suggestion would be don't don't do it. Do don't ever assume what someone else is feeling because most times you just gonna be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just ask them to be a little forthcoming uh, in regards to a relationship. Uh, I've noticed that uh, this this thing that's that's a, that's amongst men that we 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 believe I don't know who told us this but it's from experiences that we're supposed to figure out what she's thinking 
and we have been told, we, we keep telling them, why don't you just say what you want to say, and it does not work. So we have to figure out why the wall is up, how are we going to find the key to get under the wall or over the wall or around the wall to figure out what she's thinking. And okay. that, that puts a strain. Why not just you know, say what you mean? That way I don't have to make no assumptions. Tony, you, you brought up Deborah Cox, right? How did you get here? I'm going to bring up, what's the other one? Um, not kidding, like, what's the man say? Let's straighten it out. When he say, sit yourself down, girl, and talk to me and tell me what's right. on your mind. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Don't tell me everything's okay, because if it was, right. it would be right. Right. And, and that is but, true. It's like a... um. But here's the thing: after after all those songs and all that all that advice, I become to realize at my age that's that's a that's a, a regular uh, I don't get the right word for it, but that's that's just a regular thing with with females is that when they got something on their mind, I'm not saying all of them, they feel like they they don't need to say nothing, and they got a wall that goes up. And you need to figure out how to get over this wall, because if you don't figure out how to get over this wall, it's going to get worse. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm serious about that. Tony, 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 you know, wait a minute, Tony. You know I got to bring up the basketball court, right? <laughs> and when I got mad at you about that basketball court. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's my point. You told me you're going to come down there. My wall comes up. You ain't saying anything because of my promise that I made. I'm trying. I already, I ain't even trying to figure it out. I know why the wall is there. I know what's happening. Didn't keep my word. She's holding her tongue. What she really want to say. I don't need to know what you really going to say because I got an idea. So, it's a, this thing that goes back and forth, trying to figure out. But actually, in that case, all right, you made a you made a promise, and so I go and say, "Oh, wait, I tell you what, wouldn't it be easier? You just kind of figure out yourself, and you go and do it, and it got worse. It did get worse. <laughs> I'm banging, got worse. I'm banging the basketball court on the concrete, and teacher looking at me right. like, um, you really should be doing that." You know, and I got the man all outside with a, with a dog on, light out. I mean, with a with a um with a lamp. But you know, but the thing is, it tapped into my my thing. I don't like being, and, and I understand what disappoints you. But when a person, I'm, I felt like I'm easy to communicate with. Tell me, hey, I can't make it. I got something came up. I'm good with that. But my thing with disappointment is something with me with. Being disappointed, or and it's not that a person trying and they don't do it right. That don't bother me. So if a person try or they do it, I'm good with that. But if a person tell me they're gonna say something or do something and then they don't show up, that right there it takes me back to my a man said my Gloria Gaynor days. I do it myself. I don't need your help. I and then and then now I'm I done really fool hard. I done jacked all kind of stuff up. So that is true, but a lot of times people don't know that because some individuals have a perception of people or a person, and they really don't even know what's behind that wall. And this is big too, Tony, because it brings up when you know your wall is too too high, you try to control the outcome. You think you know everything. That's going to be difficult. That's going to be a bit (laughs) difficult to do. You you know. 
Yeah, we in this world together. (laughs) Right. I tell people, look, um, using business-wise, I go and say, look, um, you can buy American all you want to. I said, but it's an international market. Mm -hmm. And uh, my meaning on that is we got to eventually rub shoulders with somebody. Mm-hmm. And no matter how that wall is up, you're going to have to peek over it, peek under it, and deal with the person on the other side of it eventually. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, That's and true. this bottom line is you're going to have to come, you're going to have to come up from the other side of your own wall mm-hmm. and deal with reality. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times, we want to put it up and say, I'm not going to do it. I can, Lord, I can tell you how many times I'm not going to do that again, and I end up doing it again. My, and my brother is one instance. I done threw a wall up on my brother so many times. I mean, probably 25, 30 times. But when he calls me, I still go and help him. Uh-huh. But he gets on my nerves because he keeps repeating the same stuff over and over like he don't learn. And I say to myself, I'm done. And okay, he called me today. I guess my wall came down again. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, trust so me, I do. We have to deal with people regardless, and mm-hmm. even when we don't want to, and even like we was talking about relationships and a relate. I, I personally believe that no one should have a wall up in a relationship. Over time, uh, mm-hmm. both walls should come down. Uh, you know her, I know me, and so forth. But initially. Like we were saying, people will have those walls because of what they've previously gone through. And a person also, here's another key point, have to be careful, even if they walk into a new relationship, not to have that wall up too long. Because you can ruin a relationship by having that wall up too long, and in a relationship, that wall needs to come down. Sometime or another, that wall needs to come down. Correct, because people get tired. You can only take so much. And then what happens is by the time you feel, okay, well, I can trust them, or they're not going to hurt me, now they're sick of your mess. They're tired of you right. just acting like that. Right. They don't right. want to bother with that no more. And then that becomes right. a problem. But you know what? It goes back into trying to be in a healthy relationship with an unhealthy person. You know, Paula White said it best when she said a relationship is healthy. When I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. Now, sometimes individuals do get connected with unhealthy, toxic people, and you've got to know the character of the person that you're dealing with. Now, you all shady, that's what y'all do, hey, go for it, you know. But if you know that this person does this and that's not the type of individual you want on your team or this person is not supportive of your dreams, why would you even engage in something like that? Dealing with a person, Tony, and this is when it really begins, when you're dealing with a negative person, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, everything, oh, it just, everything I'm going to just be negative. It's like, I can't do that. <laughs> I, can't do, I can't do negativity. Or, you know, they just always right. depressed. So when we start talking about emotions, some individuals have difficulties regulating their emotions. And some individuals, they can become overly emotional. Or they'll say, are they dealing with fear? Because part of this, Tony, is fear-based. Fear-based. 
I'm afraid I'm going to lose this person. I'm afraid I'm going to lose myself. I'm afraid I'm going to go to a place. Right, 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 right. So so their mindset is, right. And and, and here's the thing you have to be careful of when someone is like that. They get into the relationship and they start looking for ways to keep the wall up. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That's what I did. He did this. That wall stand up. He's repeating some of these things, and my wall's going to stay up. I say that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He did that. My wall goes up. And I keep the wall up because I see what this person keeps doing, and that is the worst thing to do. But I understand why they're doing it. I say mm-hmm. to people, that folks, anybody who having a problem with walls, why don't you take some time and work on yourself and uh, instead of running into something that you came out of that kept your wall up and now you're running into something that's keeping your wall up. Mm-hmm. If you anticipate that was going to happen, and that's kind of a difficult thing because actually you're supposed to be able to walk into a relationship and the initial thing is your walls are down. Correct. And Correct. But if they up, keeping them up because the new person is doing some things and you got phobia and fears, mm-hmm. you just might want to think about, wait a minute, maybe I need to just be single for a while because it yeah. just could be me looking at things and triggering my own walls and it's really not there. Correct. I'm Correct. making things worse. Correct. <clears throat> and you know what, Tony, part of that is self-sabotage. You know, it's like when I was talking to my friend and like I said, I remember when I met this guy that was 32 years ago, and I'll never forget his wife came to me and said, because she wanted to meet me, and she said, why is it that my husband, her, that you and my husband was at a club, but my husband don't go to clubs, and he would never go to a club with me? My personality is different. He and I, we got along just great. We had great chemistry, great friendship, but we knew, I knew he was married, so I wasn't going to go that route. But he always knew that we were good. And even when I was talking to him yesterday, he said, you know what, Jeanette? He said, you never judge me, and I can always talk to you about anything. And that's true. But then what he said to me made a lot of sense. He said, I'm getting a divorce, but I'm scared. And he's scared because he's been married practically all of his life. He don't know what it's like to not be married. But he ain't never been happy. I guess never been happy. But there come points in times where those things can bring up the fear, the anxiety, the, you know. But even though I've been married before, I just never really felt like that. I remember, I know you probably met, felt, I know, and I ain't going to say I'm assume. But I have a question for you, Tony. When you had just met me and I texted you a copy of my divorce paper, you probably was like, why did she send me that? <laughs> Why did she send me this thing? But my attitude was different from a person that get a divorce. Most people be depressed. They be scared. They be, and I said, this man probably thought I would lost my mind. Like, I ain't never had a woman send me no mess like this before. <laughs> but sometimes when you talk about these walls, and like I said, it's the perception. So what was your thought, Tony, that day when I sent you that, that piece of paper, I mean, that text? My um, take on that was it was your resolve because uh, we had previously well, talked about it. 
and you had came to a point that you was done with this madness. Um, mm. And it was in the way you explained everything to me. I understand what it is. You get done of these people who gets into your life, and they got these games. They got they got walls of games. You know, this is game. There's walls, but game walls. You know, they got You're these right. walls, and they get, and they full of games. And by the time you go through this wall, you're playing Pac-Man, and once you're going on the other side, you're playing Asteroids. Now you show you how I am because I'm old games. And then, <laughs> and then you go through another wall. <laughs> you go, you go on another wall. They got up, and you play, you you know, you playing uh, uh, Cowboys and Indians. They just got so they got games of walls, and so you got tired of those those games. A, a relationship is two people who care about each other. And if you got somebody in there who you can sense whether or not this person actually even love you or they're just with you and maybe even using you. And there so you go. they got these mm-hmm. walls. They got these walls with all kind of games, all kind of issues. And, and you just can't even get through these walls because they won't even let you get through them because this is what they're about. There you go, Tony. Now, and that's so you had a resolve when I when you said that it was a resolve. You said this is this is madness. This needs to come to an end, which was true. I'm not gonna say it was. There's no end game to this at all. There is no even beginning game. <laughs> this needs to come to an end, and that was it. But you know, a lot of individuals carry that trauma or that traumatic experience with them. And some people, like I said, they just do things or they go back and forth from relationship to relationship and they'll carry the hurt and the pain and they make other people pay for what other people have done to them. And that's where sometimes this detachment comes from. So what I'm saying is, Get to know a person. You don't have to be defensive. You don't have to accuse people of doing things they may not be doing, but learn to talk to the person. Learn to communicate. Use I statements, not you statements or blaming the other person, because people can't fix your pain. They really can't. And if you're not ready, don't go into a relationship playing games with somebody else's feelings, because you never know where that person is or where, what they've been through. But like you said, Tony, there are people that are out there that are users. I learned as in my 50s, then when I was in my 20s and 30s, I look at the character, the character of the person. What are your character traits? Are you honest? You know, even if you got some, some stuff, I ain't, got no, I ain't trying to judge nobody, but what is your character? Because that goes a long way. And when I was talking to my friend right. yesterday, I had to tell him, is people perspective of me? Because they think, oh, she's a therapist, she's a business owner, she's a, she's a. No, I get up there and cut my grass. I'm talking to you late last night. I'm just me. But sometimes individuals have certain perceptions or they think that people are unapproachable. Now, emotional detachment is an inability or unwillingness to connect with other people on an emotional level. Now, there are individuals that are afraid to connect with people on an emotional level. And for some individuals, being emotionally detached helps protect them from unwanted drama, anxiety, or stress. You've got to know when to cut it off, nip it in the butt, or my favorite word, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> so, in other words, detachment isn't always voluntary. Instead, it can be a result of an event or, you know, you know better. You, you know better. 
Now, I want to give the individual some information, honey, and we can elaborate on this. In regards to symptoms of the emotional detachment, individuals who are emotionally detached or removed may show it as creating or difficulty creating or maintaining personal relationships. So, honey, there are some individuals that have what's called borderline personality disorder. It's either black or white. There's no in-between, you know. Um, some individuals have narcissistic personality disorders. Some individuals have mood swings. They be bipolar. How do you, or that's not just a wall. That's a, a personality issue, a mental health issue. And some individuals have difficulties with their emotions. So if they're not healthy, how are you going to try to make that work? That, that's that's going to be a problem. What's your take on that, Tony? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, here's the thing: is on a, a, a this a solution? And your question is part of a solution. Um, you can pretty much talk to a person, like you was talking about before, and get an idea of what you're about to deal with. Uh, uh-huh. They will re- most of the time people will reveal themselves in the conversation, and it can be just any type of conversation, and they're, they'll express themselves that will come out of them, whatever they are. And mm-hmm. from the conversation, for the most times, you can get an idea of whether or not this is a person that you can let your walls down to. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, uh, I tell people, look, if you're going to meet somebody in the club, well, I mean, why are you even trying to deal with somebody in a club? You met in a club and you want to talk about walls because people in the wall, people in the club got a million walls. And so, but you can talk to somebody and get an idea, a general idea of what mm-hmm. kind of walls this person has. Mm-hmm. And are the walls you have, were you willing to be able to let them down for what this what this person is? And you can get a general idea. And that way you say, okay, I can deal with this. Instead mm-hmm. of just running running into something blindly and finding out you this person got all these kind of walls and you still got your walls up. And, and the reason why your walls are still up is because that person is just like the one you just left. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know what, the, when, you, when you were saying that, and I was thinking about, it because, like you said, in the club, even in the church, I remember watching the movie Waiting to Excel. The man said, "Be more careful who you meet in the grocery store." So <laughs> is that all people? <laughs> so, a part of it is some individuals struggle with being honest or being transparent. You know, and I'm not saying that individuals that have mental health issues should not be in relationships because that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is you got to work on yourself. You can't blame right, another person right. or want someone to make you happy when you you're dealing with some stuff because it can't cause problems with your emotions. Another thing that it indicates, and I'm just from healthline.com, it talks about they lack a lack of attention or appearing preoccupied when others are around. A lot of times, individuals a symptom of emotional attachment is individuals try to stay busy, and they say busy is like being under Satan yoke where you trying to distract yourself by not having to deal with your emotions by getting caught up in other people's stuff. You know, a lot of times individuals thought, well, that was why I work so much. I didn't have nothing else to do. Right, 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 right. I was fighting for my emotions. So 
Some individuals right. will appear to be preoccupied. Can you speak on that a little bit? Oh yeah, I mean that that's that's my alley you running down right now. I you know I don't want to deal with the situation I'm having, so I turn my attention to making my product and keeping my mind on what I need to get my business to the next level. Although knowing I need to deal with the situation at hand, mm-hmm. so but I don't want to. So that's how that goes. So I said I'm just gonna dive into this. And I'm going I'm to just keep doing what I need to do, and I'm not going to worry about that. The problem is that those are just words. <laughs> you do go, think about it. <laughs> you do go there. You do think about it. You go to sleep, and you dream about it. So you uh-huh. might as well just either handle it and, you know, and stop thinking that that's what's going to solve the problem. That's not going to solve that problem. You're just pushing something back in the background, and then sooner or later it's going to come to the fore, forefront, and you have to deal with it. you got to deal with it. That is so, so true. Another thing that they indicate in regards to the symptoms of emotional detachment is difficult to be loving or affectionate with family members. Some individuals are just not affectionate. Some individuals are not just, they're not, they, they have difficulties even connecting not only with an intimate partner, but you can see how to even treat other people, even in their family. And so sometimes you wonder where this is coming from. You know, I always watch and I listen to how I talk about their parents or how they relate to All of that is important. And also avoiding people activities because they're associated with past traumas or events. So a lot of times individuals have difficulties getting through or getting some things that may have happened to them. So those are just some of the signs. Now, when we talk about what causes emotional detachment, sometimes it can be by choice. We can choose to hold on to things. You know, and when you hold on to something, it can turn into resentment as the anger continues to, to, um, to build. It can be a result of abuse because sometimes individuals have experienced some things, and there can be other Condition. Now, Tony, what do you want the listeners to know in regards to these walls? Because I found it to be very interesting. Like I said, you know, you try to have these walls up because you're trying to control the outcome. or You know, you think don't nobody see you got these walls or people are paying no attention. What would you want the listeners to know if they have put their walls up too? Uh, just... Uh... Uh, the solution, you know, it's probably never going to be something that you're going to be able to deal with right away, but over time. And just uh, uh, dwell, uh, kind of think on and uh, look at things and why you have your wall up. Address those things. And uh, uh, try not to go into something and, and prejudging folks because you may find out they're not what your walls are describing them to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 uh, take it take it take it a step at a time. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Take it a step at a time, and 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 you'll be surprised that there is somebody there you're really avoiding that might be the right person there for you, but you may be looking in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So I tell people just go at it easy. Take it easy. Don't dwell on whether or not someone was going to keep your walls up. And there's someone out there that will let those walls down and dwell and deal with what you have to deal with on a a, a timely basis. It's not going to go away 
but you can manage it and deal with it. Mm-hmm. I like That's the you best said. advice you can. Mm-hmm. I like I like how you put that because we gotta have patience. A lot of times we jump into things, we jump into relationships, we look for other people to make us happy. You gotta look in the mirror and look at yourself. And you also gotta remember too, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be with someone. No one should have to be alone. But by that same token, being alone doesn't mean being lonely. Two different things. Make peace with yourself. Make peace with that inner demon that's within you that's trying to tell you you don't deserve to be happy. Nobody wants you. You're not good enough. You know, because once you can work on you, and then you don't need to put on this facade or this fakeness and showing the world someone that you're really not. Because, like I said, some people come off as being real hard, and they're really not. And, and that's because they don't allow people to get to know them because they're scared. They don't want to be exposed. So once you can do that, then you know you're ready. I'm not saying just walk into a situation to or, like they say, take a knife to a gunfight. You don't want to do that. But by that same token, you don't want to be so defensive so you might lose, miss out on your blessing or your bow ass or the person that's for you. Because you're so defensive, that person's going to do to you what everybody else did. And God may have sent that person in there to let you know you are lovable. You can be loved. So that's what I want people to remember or to take from this conversation. And don't be so hard on yourself and don't be hard on other people. Anything else, Mr. Tony? And you did a great job, Tony. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You knew more about this. You knew more about this subject than you thought you did. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, yeah, wait, wait a minute, maybe that's what you meant talking about when she called me last night at almost 11 o'clock. <laughs> I apologize for calling so late. But I was like, this is a job for Tony. <laughs> this is the subject you can talk about. <laughs> so, you feel better about that now, Tony? Oh, yeah. It's a, a conversation that's productive that will help anyone out, you know. It help us all out. We all probably realize we're in a situation that we don't even want to talk about, but we're already in that situation. Mm-hmm. So anything you do to better our lives will be better, you know, make that's things true. better. That's true. Like I said, Tony, because it came up to me in a, in a therapy session, and I got walls. I'm like, is that an excuse or is it an explanation? But does that mean that someone is supposed to accept that? Tony, I just got a text message, and it said, good show. They said, I like Tony. Talks a lot. Wait a minute. Let me see. <laughs> he said, um, good show. I like Tony. Talks a like a wise man with a lot of experience. <laughs> that was a text I just received. So thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate your friendship. You're welcome. Okay? All right. All right, and tomorrow I'm going to be talking, you too. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about being inconsiderate and what the Bible says about that because we have so much going on with people in the lives and the shootings and and we have people that are just so inconsiderate and it's like where is that coming from? Where is that spirit coming from? So we're going to be addressing some of the negativity, some of the things that people are saying and doing that is being inconsiderate of other people. So we're going to be talking about that tomorrow at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. If you want to join in on the conversation, give me a call, 516-387-1914. And if you have any topics that you want me to discuss or you want to bring to the forefront, 
I don't mind putting myself out there, transparent, self-disclosed. Let me know. Thank you very much. You have a blessed and productive day. Bye-bye.